This is Fix It. I'm Nishant. And I'm Kevin. Today, we're fixing how you communicate with your local government with Beto Altamirano, the founder of IRIS. And that's I-R-Y-S for those typing at home. Beto knows government like the back of his hand. He's worked as a community organizer in South Texas, in the Texas House of Representatives, the U.S. Senate, and the U.S. State Department. To help others successfully navigate government, he launched City Flag in 2015, which has since rebranded as IRIS, I-R-Y-S. His civic engagement goes further than IRIS, though. He won the Voto Latino Innovators Challenge and serves as the Public Involvement Specialist for the Alamo Area Metropolitan Planning Organization. Nishant, I believe you left something out there. He also worked for the U.S. Trade Representative. My bad. As you can see, Beto is an expert with lots of experience. Welcome to the show, Beto. Thank you, Nishant. Thank you, Kevin. It's a, it's a pleasure being here with both of you. Uh, you know, I, I heard the podcast and, and I hear the great work that you guys are doing. So it's a, it's a pleasure. Well, we're always thrilled to have friends of George Clement on the show and friends of friends are always welcome. So fixers who are listening, invite your friends. We want to hear from you and we're always thrilled to have folks like Beto. So Beto, can you tell us a little bit more about some of the flaws with how people engage and communicate with their local government? So the, the, the challenge here is that governments are reactive. They're not proactive in everything that they do. And it's okay, right? I mean, they're dealing with taxpayer dollars. But at the same time, when you think about technology and innovation, you have a lot of governments that are conservative in adopting tech or innovation that helps their process of community building, right? And so what we're trying to do uh, you know, with IRIS and what we have achieved is bridging that gap of communication between people and government. We think it's so essential. It's so important because today in the 21st century, we understand that you know, people have access to their mobile phones, to their computers, right? And that's the best way to communicate with government. When you think about it, in the 1990s, the internet gave us the ability to create content, websites, and all of that good stuff. But today, the internet is giving us the ability to create influence. So how does that influence look like when communicating with government? Well, it has to be streamlined, right? And so that's what we're focusing on. How can we better, you know, create that communication bridge between, you know, the citizens when they see issues in their communities, such as potholes, graffiti, vandalism, you name it, things that, you know, contribute to the urban fabric of a given city. A lot of the times people don't know who to call. They don't know who to talk to. And although there's a 311 line in most cities, uh, you know, people don't have the time to be on their phones, you know, talking to a 311 representative because they have to take their kids to school, they have jobs, you name it, right? So in less than 25 seconds, what we achieve is to communicate any issue that community members see in their neighborhoods to their local, you know, government. And that's, that's the challenge that we're trying to solve because when you think about it, by 2050, according to the United Nations, 70% of the population is going to live in cities. Those urban challenges are not going anywhere. They're going to stay and they're going to become, you know, more prominent, right? So it's not up to just city governments to solve these issues. It's also up to urban innovators and entrepreneurs to solve these issues. I think at the center of innovation sits the entrepreneur who's trying to do something for, you know, their industry, their community, their world, right? And our world, you know, at Iris is fixing issues that we see in our urban ecosystems. 
And what I think is so important about your fix, and we'll, we'll dive into that in a deeper detail soon, but going to that idea of every encounter with your local government matters. So if you call a 311 line, you sit on the phone for 20 minutes, and 20 days later, that pothole is still outside of your house. Well, that's one encounter that's convinced you that you just wasted a shit ton, <laughs> shit ton of valuable time, right? You don't want to be sitting on the phone and then have nothing happen. And so every engagement matters. Every time that you have that constituent outreach, we need to make sure that governments are responsive. Exactly. Otherwise, it just fuels the notion that, oh, government sucks and they just <laughs> sit on butts and nothing happens. That's correct. I mean, you got to think of government as a platform, right? Uh, constituents are the clients, right? And so, so I think what happens many times is that, you know, we see how fast the private sector is moving, right? When you look at, you know, the Amazons of the world, right? They are streamlining so many processes. But I think we need to do the same in the public sector. And, and a lot of governments tend to, you know, react to technology instead of adopting tech that, you know, helps their processes, you know, it makes them look good, right? And so I think what we're trying to do here is, is also educate a lot of governments about the fact that they do need technology, right? Thankfully, there's a movement happening, you know, in cities across the United States and the world, which is that, you know, you see more chief innovation officers stepping into the spotlight, right? And, you know, taking this responsibility in adopting technology and curating and procuring technology for their communities. And I think that's extremely important. And we have partnered with many CIOs, um, you know, to, to develop that, that uh, relationship with cities that is so important so that we can educate them about our platforms, right? But there's other two verticals that we do as well, right? So we focus on helping cities and communities, right, and governments, in bridging that communication component. But we also are working now with military uh, bases. We, we just landed a big contract with the US Air Force where we're gonna be doing the same, right? The same as you know, bridging the communication between citizens and governments, right? Local governments. But now, you know, commanders, you know, base commanders and the people living on the base, such as families, you know, the housing issues that they face, or let's say the personnel living on the base, uh, such as you know, infrastructure issues that you know, they experience on a daily basis, right? So the idea is to connect those dots as well on military bases. And so we just want a contract to work with the US Air Force, specifically with Joint Base San Antonio, which is the largest facility for the DOD. And we hope that we can scale that product to every single base uh, within the Air Force. So that we're very excited about that focus uh, area that we have as a company. And the last one is with the private sector. So you have a lot of engineering firms and design and consultancy firms that go into cities, right? And they develop infrastructure for these cities. They plan it, right? And they develop it from bridges to, you know, uh, public works to waterworks infrastructure and you name it, right? Even buildings or downtown, uh, you know, infrastructure. These organizations, these engineering firms, with our, which you know, are private firms, need information. They need public involvement in order to develop their infrastructure. They need to get feedback from the public in order to understand what are the immediate needs of those communities. And what happens right now with COVID is that they cannot have those face-to-face -face meetings, right? Because, I mean, this virus is, is spreading rapidly, right? So, what we're doing is substituting that face-to-face -face engagement to a virtual engagement, right? From an application 
you, you provide feedback immediately to this engineering firm or the, or the government. And so we are working in introducing our products in New Jersey, in the state of New Jersey. We're also introducing our products with Arcadis, right, which is the firm that we partner with uh, for New Jersey in England as well for uh, the city of Bristol and also Sydney in Australia. So the idea for us is going to be to generate a feedback information so that we can digest it right in our platforms and provide analytics, you know, powered through AI so that they can make better decisions before they start building, you know, their de developments. So that's a great overview of the pillars you're tackling. Can we dive into the details of Iris and what, what is it that, that the technology that you produce does? Definitely. So the technology that we developed, right, was, uh, you know, I, I, I co-founded this with my two partners, with Beto Gomez, which is a, a doctor. He has a PhD in communication and innovation, and also with Eduardo Bravo, which, uh, you know, has experience working with EY, right, implementing technology for the, for the public sector. And we started this company as a result of, of the frustration we saw in, in how people were communicating, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast. But you know the technology. The technology is very simple, Nishan. So it's basically an application, right, that allows you to report issues that you see in your community. So you geolocate the issues. You take a photo. You select the category. You you know answer a couple of questions that help us streamline the process in the back end, and you submit it. So in less than twenty five seconds, you created a request for your city government, right? And that same experience is applied for the vertical of uh, you know the military sector and the private sector so it's basically selecting categories of issues or information that you want to relate back to this institution if it's either a city government if it's a military base or if it's a private company like an engineering firm so that's how it looks like in the front end right the application that the public uses right or the community uses in the back end we have a dashboard that allows the, you know, the city government, the military base uh, leadership, or let's say the, the engineering firm leadership to receive those requests, to analyze them, to visualize them, and to address them, right? So you can generate tasks, you can generate, uh, you know, procurement so that you can address those issues head on, meaning that you also can communicate with other departments using our dashboard. And it creates this uh, dialogue internally for these institutions so that they are more productive, right? And so those are the two products that we have, the front end and the back end, except that we develop other four products for the other two verticals. So we have six products in total right now. Well, this app is so comprehensive and so necessary for <laughs> reforming this relationship and making it, like you said, a relationship in which the constituent is the client and really reorienting how government thinks about their community. But I wonder for our fixers who aren't fortunate enough to be in a town uh, <laughs> that has your great app, how would you recommend they get involved either with their time, their money, or their social media to help reform and change what their relationship looks like with their local government? Yes, I think that's a really important question, Kevin. Thank you for for bringing that up. So, so uh, first of all, if you don't, if we don't have our services in your city, you know, because the way that we work, right, we need to partner with your city or your state government in order for you to use our tools in that in that community. Uh, I will recommend to for you to subscribe on our website uh, and put a request, right, of interest in our product, right, and you can go to our website, which is heyiris.com. Uh, and just, you know, put your name 
and a little bit of your information and uh, put a request that you want to see our tools in your community. By having that data, that information, then we can, you know, approach uh, government officials or, you know, any type of, of leadership in that community and uh, show them that there's interest for their tools in that specific community. Second, I will say, you know, aside from, you know, collaborating with Iris, with my company, get involved in your community. I think today more than ever, it's important to have a voice at the local level, right? And I think a lot of the times, you know, we think that, you know, creating meaningful, meaningful change will require a lot of work. But the reality is that just as, as simple as going to a public involvement meeting, I know that today with, with COVID is, is almost impossible, but getting involved in providing feedback to your uh, local entities, you know, on, on projects that are being developed or on policies that are being uh, introduced uh, and also voting, get involved in, in elections, right? Vote, vote for, you know, local uh, issues that matter to your community. And at the end of the day, I think uh, the data that, that is generated through these public involvement meetings that I just talked about is extremely important also for companies like mine, right? Technology companies that are supporting governments because it helps us analyze and, and, and provide feedback, you know, at the leadership level. So another thing that we do as a company is that we go in to cities and we collaborate with them with the data they, that they have already generated from public involvement uh, meetings, face-to-face -face meetings, and we organize that data and we provide feedback to the leadership. So it's extremely important to get involved in your community and, and it's easy and it's simple. And I think, uh, you know, with everything that is going on at the national stage, uh, you know, our community, uh, you know, let's say millennials, uh, you know, yourselves, both of you are, are young, as, just like me, that, and we're forward thinking and, and trying to, uh, you know, become more entrepreneurial and have impact in our communities. I will say that, you know, our generation and the younger generations have a responsibility, right? The responsibility in crafting and creating a better future for, you know, all Americans, right? And, you know, globally as well. So that responsibility, you know, will take, uh, you know, a lot of work, but the work will, you know, be about how involved we get in the civic engagement uh, component of a given city, state, or at the national level. Well, Fixers, I don't think we could have asked for a better echo of what Tim Shriver was saying in our previous episodes, that we are all capable of creating ripples of change, ripples of hope, and you can do it at the local level by hopefully working with Iris and the wonderful folks that Beto has partnered with. But in the interim, Beto, thank you so much for joining us. It's been awesome to have you on. No, thank you, Kevin and Nishant. You guys are doing amazing work and, and I'm a fan. I'm a fan of, of people like you guys that are proactive, that are highlighting amazing projects. And who knows, maybe the podcast becomes a, a TV show. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? I mean, my mom says I have a face for radio, but that's another conversation. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate thank it. You. And thank you, Fixers, for joining us. You can learn more about Beto, Iris, and some of the resources mentioned in the show in our show notes. Are there interesting folks fixing thorny problems in your community? Let us know about them at fix underscore cast on Twitter. And use hashtag fixer to let us know who we should have on next. And be sure to spread the word. Until next time.